And we are live. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Ravina. I keep doing that, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep doing that. You're good. I get so excited. That music, that intro gets me pumped up. I start like shadow boxing in the background, you know. <laughs> I just I so just uppercutted Apollo Creed in the fourth round to drop him. It gets That's me juiced up too. Yeah. It, it gets me juiced. You know what else gets me juiced up though, Blake? We're almost at 900 subscribers. We're we're like a couple away from 850. We're getting we're getting really close to to that 1000 number we've been trying to hit. Uh, yeah, look, and I'll be honest, it's taken us a little bit less time than it took me with AYS. It took me like 4 years or no, not less, not more, not that long. I think maybe 2 years. Uh-huh. And I man, so listen, you want to hear a funny story? One of my good buddies. I, I now he's one of my good friends. I started this in 2017. Mm-hmm. Kind of off and on back then, wasn't really, didn't really care. Well, long story short, maybe, maybe during the, you know, sometime one day on a, a Saturday show, you need it. We need to talk about what really started AYS um, because of, you know, I broke some news and everybody, dude, I had people on my, on me for days, not days, maybe a day. And Dave Aranda wind up coming back to LSU and I looked like a genius and what catapulted. Uh, AYS, but today, nevertheless, is the five-year anniversary that I started the podcast. Oh, so some, some buddies of mine uh, sent me, so I listened to it. Oh no, <laughs> Joe, I was so freaking bad, <laughs> so oh. bad. I did like I, I was trying so hard to be good, you know, like I could tell. And Skinny Blake was so bad, Fat Blake. A gangster. Skinny Blake, don't listen to that Rudy Poo. I don't know what he was doing. But anyway, uh, massive awesome. show in store for you here today. We're going to do a deep dive on Arkansas, as mm. Les Miles once said. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Joe. Some words are going to be thrown around here today with our guys over the Hog Talk podcast. Let me tell let's, you let's why. Let's keep it civil. Let's keep it uh, a little there civil. No civil. There's nothing civil. Let me tell you why. You ready? Mm. Yeah. Because Arkansas just walked off Texas A&M in hoover in the sec baseball tournament and lsu in arkansas it goes down tomorrow so it's <laughs> fitting, uh then we got our, our good buddies over the hog talk podcast uh that will be joining us so we'll talk arkansas we'll do a little bit of a deep dive but man yet again pat narduzzi's dumb arse is back in the news i feel very conflicted i feel very conflicted because he was once a University of Rhode Island linebacker and also head coach at the University of Rhode Island. So idiot, idiot. It pains me to be upset over the fact that he was saying the things that he did, but I can't find a reason to agree with him for, for attacking Dion completely unprompted. It's, it's completely ridiculous. I try to support him. I think it's awesome that he's been as quality of a coach as he's been at, at pit of all places, which is not the easiest place to win, but I, I can't back his, his words that he had yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Like, and, and this isn't the first time Pat Narduzzi has attacked another head coach. It does really, it a lot. It's been a lot. Like, look, look, you're Italian, I'm Italian. Okay? Let's call it what it is. In the world that you and I grew up in, he would be known as a rat. At least yeah. the world that I grew up in, yeah. you would be considered a rat. Little sneaky little rat. That's all he is. I mean, when he goes on these shows, when he goes on Twitter, when he does these specific things, Joe, 
it's like he's testifying in front of the grand jury and he's given all the evidence to the FBI. Shut the frick up. And it's it's nothing that directly impacts him. You know, it's well, no, last year, remember, it last year it was he took a shot at his offensive former offensive coordinator. I remember that that was pretty hilarious. But like he's got nothing to do with the University of Colorado and what's but going it, but on. But it's not it. funny, though, Joe. That's the thing. That's the thing for me. It's not funny. Mm. It's not funny. You want to know why it's not funny? Why? Because at some point, you're the boy that cried wolf. You know, let me give an example. And you will know this better than I do. Like, I, I, I'm reading all these Pat Narduzzi stories today. I was like, how much stuff did he get into? Like, he blamed Notre Dame and Brian Kelly for trying to tamper with um, – uh, what's the guy's Kenny name with Pickett. the Steelers now? Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Pickett. I, I actually do have – I actually have proof that that happened. I know that, that for a fact that that happened. But the investigation through the NCAA that happened said that Kenny Pickett reached out to them. If a kid reaches out to you and he calls you, which you – That didn't happen. Well. That didn't happen that way, but I'm sure that they did a good job of making it look like that Pickett was the one who reached out. That one no. I don't mind because I, I knew somebody – Picky used to train at the gym that I trained at. Investigation happened, and Uh everybody's cleared. And then you coming in and saying, "Well, everybody said that's not true." But that's not the only one. That you know, like that's the only. Besides the point, yeah, it's beside the point of like what. Look, it always happens with everybody. But you get my point on the fact of, like, dude, at some point you got to shut up. So we'll talk on Pat Narduzzi. Mm Uh, here today. We do have a lot of people in the chat. Uh, Chris H. says, we roasting whole hog tomorrow at 4.30. Joe, you ever been to a hog roast? I've never been to a hog roast. That's not really a common thing in New Jersey or Rhode Island or California. Those are... I don't even know if there are hogs. Oh, dude, California's got hogs like crazy. Not in Los Angeles. Um, if you go to the right places. What do you think those mountain lions eat? <laughs> I'm not joking. It's a, a good point. Listen, dude. Listen. Let me just say something. I'm going to country you up quick, fast, in a hurry. I will listen. I will pay massive amounts of money for you to come to Louisiana to watch you try to eat a crawfish. Dude, don't act like I'm not like yeah. I, I'm I'm inept over here. I'm gonna. I, I have a, a very complex palate. I you were trying to say that I couldn't eat spicy food. I I can do that. I, I'm fully capable. We got to stop like it's acting like it's not possible. You said the word palate. <laughs> oh, stop. Okay. That, like, that's not what word would you other use? What, what other word would you use to describe that then? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Is, is Arkansas any good at baseball before we hit the break? Oh, they're really good. They're not better than LSU, though. Uh, Well, Arkansas won the SEC regular season title. Yeah, they're pretty good. Oh, oh so that's going to be a real battle. Hey, so, so imagine this. From a baseball perspective, imagine having at any given year six Alabama and Georgia's in your conference. That's what the that's what baseball is. Yes, I know that y'all have those two guys that are supposed to, or actually more than two guys. You have a bunch of guys that are supposed to be first rounders, which is pretty nuts to know. If Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens from LSU went one two, it would be the first time in its history. Dylan Cruz, the player of the year from, from LSU, 
Yes. It's the first player of the year in back-to-back seasons in the SEC's history. And from Y'all didn't even win the didn't even win the conference? No. Uh-uh. That's the point. That's nuts. And by the way, Arkansas, who won the regular season, LSU beat them two out of three games. That's and, and, that's ridiculous. And beat them down on Saturday and Sunday. Like beat them down. And beat down a lot of teams. So it's gonna be look, I'm roasting a whole hog tomorrow, baby. Give me some hog butt. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you guys. I'll root for – I will Yay! for the very – Pig Shoey! I, for the very rare uh, occurrence, I will root for LSU. Hopefully you guys win. Uh, El- Elks70 said that I said something about Kevin Warren's background. That wasn't me. That was Joe that said something about Kevin War- Warren's background. I thought, yeah, I thought all we brought up was his – Oh, no, I think all we said was he was a lawyer and we weren't exactly sure what he – he worked uh, in multiple NFL organizations before he took the – uh, the Big Ten job, but that's, yeah, that's behind us. I don't want to waste any more time on Kevin Warren because he's a bozo. Yeah, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Because it wasn't me. All right. So I'll give it to our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. But before we do that, do us a favor. By hitting that like and share, share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate review there as well. We greatly appreciate you doing that. Let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online. We're going to talk some Pat Narduzzi, a little bit of a deep dive into Arkansas. We talk about that next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline. .ag. All right, so let's talk about this Pat Narduzzi thing. So basically, I, and I'm just going to paraphrase. I don't want to read, you know. Pat Narduzzi was asked a question by some Rudy Poos at some Rudy Poo, wherever. And they're probably not Rudy Poos. They're just asking a, a head coach at a Power 5 program a question. And he goes on and talks about Deion Sanders. And Narduzzi basically would said, look, when you go to a team, you inherit the team. You can't go in there and cut all these guys and and do what Dion's doing. And basically he's taking a shot at Dion. Now, let me say this. I get where he's coming from. Okay. But then Narduzzi turns it back on himself and goes, I've been in coaching, and I gave my life to this sport, and I I would never do that. Look, you narcissist, it's not about you. It is classic narcissism when you call somebody out, a head coach out, or, mm-hmm. or somebody in your profession, and then say, well, I don't do that. Well, I don't do that. Well, guess what, Pat? It's probably why you can't win the ACC. Maybe if you did start doing some of these things, you could win it. But to call somebody else out, Joe, Pat Narduzzi, you idiot. 
Look, I think that there's one aspect to this that bugs the crap out of me. Because, you know, he tried to stand on this this moral high ground of saying, like, well, when I came in and I took this job, I coached the players that were on the roster, and I, I worked with the kids that were on the roster. But I would sit here and argue that it is better and more beneficial to be upfront with a kid that he's not going to get on into the starting lineup and then he's not going to play and encourage him to seek opportunities elsewhere. If that is deemed pushing a kid out, it is what it is. And you don't have a spot for him on the roster because he's not good enough for the standards that you're looking for. It is what it is. But I would argue that it's worse to give a kid false hope just because you're trying to maintain enough depth on the roster right. and mislead an individual. I think that that is one of the worst parts about college football that has been around for the longest time. And since the transfer portal came around, it hasn't been able to be solved. And now it is. You can be upfront with kids. You can tell them, look, right. man, you're not going to get on the field here. You might want to look at, at a G5 school or somewhere else. We're trying to do different things. And if maybe that is perceived as being harsh, that's soft. But I think that it is so much worse. I've seen plenty of guys in my playing days sit on rosters, think that they were going to crack the starting lineup, waste their whole career, and not play a single down. If they love the school that much, maybe you can figure it out. But I think that the latter is worse. I, I do agree with you there. And you know what? We don't talk about Joe, and I, 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 I've, I've been on record and talk about this a lot. When schools had scholarship restrictions, meaning like in the SEC, you could only you can only bring in and have committed 25 players. Well, when the transfer portal happened, okay, everybody was having roster issues because so many people were transferring. Now that's gone away. You just have to hit the 85 limit. Obviously, we saw that with what Dion's doing. I mean, he damn he damn near got 60 new players up in that thing. I mean, he's going crazy uh, in the portal. But you know what, Joe? You know what we don't talk about? When a school is recruiting a player and then what they call processes him, meaning, hey, man, you might want to go look elsewhere, okay, because we think we're going to get some, a better player and we don't want you ruining that. We won't mm -hmm. talk about it. You know what we talk about? We talk about the kids. Oh, the, these kids just they they all they just want the money. Like, bud, this is this is how I look at it, Joe. I would want somebody to come up to me, like you mentioned. Tell me the truth. Just tell me. Let's not play any games here. And I do think that I agree with Dion. Like, hey man, you you cannot play here. Okay, the the standard that we're going. You cannot play here. Now, we've talked about, like, the game film and all that kind of practice film, whatever. Some of that, I do agree, Dion needs to stop being a little bit of a Rudy Pooh. Yeah. But this is par for the course for Pat Narduzzi. It doesn't really matter that it's Dion to some extent. At some point, he's got to learn to shut his mouth. You know, we had a coach in West Virginia said some words a couple of weeks ago about Catholics. That dude's a buffoon, and he should have been corrected well before that incident ever happened. But coaches go unchecked, right? Like coaches like this go unchecked because he'll win a game, he'll he'll go maybe eight and four, nine and three, and pit you know the pit Panthers. They'll, they'll be excited, but then when Tennessee goes in there with Hen and Hooker and claps those absolute cheeks up and down the field, oh well, we gave it a good shot. No, like. Man, listen, 
This man had a chance to build something special at Pitt, being yep. in a down ACC. He failed. And yet he's taking his um, – what's the word I'm looking for here, Jerry? He's taking his – it's not anger, but uh, – Frustrations? You know, like a little man frust- the little man syndrome, the frustration mm-hmm. out on everybody else. It's nobody's problem. If Dion is in the context of the rules, Dion can do whatever in the hell he wants to. If yes. he's not breaking any rules, why do you care? You know what? Line up and go play him in three years, Pat. Because if he's still there, I promise you Pat Narduzzi will get them cheeks clapped. Because here's what I know. Even though Dion, and we don't talk about this enough, even though Dion may not have all of the coaching experience in the world, you know what he does have? He's got a damn good staff. He's got a damn good staff. Absolutely. Pat better be, Pat better be careful, man. And I, I, I'm honestly, if I'm the AD at Pitt, I'm telling him, hey, man, can you just shut up for once? Like I mentioned earlier, Joe, we're both from an Italian family. And if my grandpa were still alive, he'd be screaming at the TV, listening to us right now and saying, oh, so Pat Narduzzi's a rat. Yeah. Yes. That's all he is. He's a rat. So to, long to story compare, short, he needs mm-hmm. to shut his mouth. Right. And like, it's just his, his character. It's too complain and take shots at people that he has no business talking about but I, honestly like if this was Saban I don't know if like or or Dabo Sweeney like I don't know what, what our thoughts would be on it but to be in the middle of the pack no, at a conference it's not Dab- hard we, Joe to we rip Dabo alive for far less yes actually that's true that's this true man has convictions on Jesus Christ okay and all kidding aside mm-hmm. and we ridiculed him Yes. We beat him down for his beliefs. But Pat Narduzzi says some some craziness like this. He's your crazy uncle at the barbecue. My whole point is that it's completely unwarranted for the fact that they're middle of the pack at a bad conference. They aren't touching other teams in other conferences. He's had one good year, and Pitt has always been an easy team to root against. But, like, look, I, you mentioned here that outside of the, the constraints of the rule and is, is Dion violating anything, he's not. Like, I, I don't understand why in 2023, when this has become even more of a business than it has ever been, why we are speaking negatively on the roster reconstruction by Dion Sanders. If he doesn't have the talent that's ready to compete, why should he just sit there and wait? If he can't go out there and attract kids that are going to play specific to his scheme, specific to his team's mentality, why should he wait with the crap that was on the on the roster? Especially when many people said that that is the worst, far and away, the worst Power 5 roster in all of college football last year. It was they were terrible. They were terrible. So you're going to fault him for trying to make his team better because he had a bunch of FCS players on his team? Well, and here's the part. Here's the part that I don't understand. Why are you going after Dion when your best wide receiver went to USC? Why? Good point. Why you can't you keep calling? his own talent? You can't even keep your own talent. Why are you worried about somebody else's? You know, it's like Joe. Like, so I have a son. I have a four-year-old son. His name's Ben. Okay, love him to death. Kid is kid's heart is made of gold. But kids get jealous, okay? 
And when his cousins come over here and start playing with his toys and he don't want you playing with them, he going to run over there and smack you in the face. Not literally, but you get what he, he don't want you to do that. Yeah. Narduzzi's doing the same thing. Oh, give me my ball. I'm going home. And I get that it stinks for him that USC and Lincoln Riley came in there and plucked Addison the way that they did. It stinks. Well, then report it. Okay. Coaches are held or, or held to a higher standard. And I just wouldn't want my head coach out there running his gums. I, I wouldn't. And is he, you know, like he, he's had some good teams, man. He's not a he's not a bad coach. He's not a bad coach. He just runs his damn mouth too much. Yeah, and it, it, it's like that's a really good way to kind of summarize all this is that he's not a bad coach. They've had good results there, but our perception of him is marred because of the way that he handles himself off the field. True. It's unnecessary. Very, very true. You know who, uh, you know who, what, you know, who is a coach that I think people still have question marks by? Is it Sam Pittman? Sam Pittman. So we're going to have our, our, our friends on from the hog talk podcast. They're joining us next. So in about eight minutes, they'll be, they'll be joining us. Joe, we've been talking about the SC, the SEC the last couple of days. We're breaking down who we think is going to be in our, our, our top teams. You know, I mean, we can even pull it back up if we need to. We might do that um, when the guys come on. But it sparked a discussion, should we do an Arkansas deep dive? Okay, cool. They have some players. The KJ's back, Rocket Sanders back, Dwight McLaughlin's back. Some, You know, they are definitely pushing Landon Jackson. Have they gotten better is my ultimate question. And for me, I just don't know where they've gotten better. I'm less worried about if they've gotten better because I I would argue that they've stayed across the board kind of the same. I don't think there was much of a regression. They did lose two important linebackers. They didn't get better. They didn't get better. I don't (laughs) see spots where they (laughs) – they were good coming into the season and dealt with injuries and they still finished fifth in the West. And I, I believe their record was seven and five off the top of my head for them to finish where they did with all the adversity that they dealt with last year. I think coming back, if you have a fully healthy rocket Sanders, a fully healthy KJ Jefferson, and I know that last show you talked about, well, KJ's never been fully available in a perfect world. If things work out and he's on the field for at least 10 of your regular season games, I think this team has plenty of potential. I'm not saying to win the conference, but for them to get over seven wins and go eight and not eight or nine wins like they had the previous year is certainly plausible. Sam Pittman's building something. I just think it's been inconsistent because they don't have the depth to be consistent. They were 124th in total defense. They were 131st in passing yards allowed, which is dead last. Like, dead last. We just got... We just talked about Colorado, dead last. Not even they were that bad. 101 in scoring defense, 94th in rushing defense, and they were 81st in, in sacks allowed. Third down, they were abysmal at times. So, look, and I know we'll talk about this with with Porter. But I know I, I think Jacob's coming on as well. I know that they got some guys out of the portal. They're the number 10 class and transfer portal. But you got Jaheim Singletary out of the portal who doesn't have a career stat. I know he went to Georgia. I know he's a highly rated guy. But you don't know what you have there, okay? 
you're replacing key pieces defensively. And Joe, this has not what I'm about to say has nothing to do with Arkansas. When you look at history, whether it be Saban, whether it be Bear Bryant, whether it doesn't Kirby Smart has not had to deal with this yet, technically, but the, the coaches in history that have had to replace both coordinators in the same year, historically, they go down a couple of wins. That is historic. That is not that is not me like making up a, an opinion. That is a fact. Okay, like an outright fact. Either they stay the same or get worse on the win-loss total. Why is that? Because in today's society, I would think it's even worse. The transfer portal guys leave. Now, I'm not saying this happened at Arkansas. I'm just saying mm-hmm. in general, when you have to replace two guys like that, especially at coordinator positions, it is not easy to do. And is Sam Pittman offensive play calling uh, uh, enough, which he does not call plays. He has not called plays. Will it be enough for Enos? If Does Sam go up and say, hey, I'm seeing this? Because he didn't have to do that with Bryles. You have a young D.C. and Travis Williams. You know, like on his resume, he was a co-defensive coordinator in 2019. Kevin Steele called that defense. Now he was a defensive coordinator at UCF. Let's see what he can do here. Okay, but you don't know. That was my point yesterday. I know what I'm getting with Lane Kiffin, and I know what I'm getting with Pete Golding. I know what I'm getting in the SEC. I I just want to throw out there, I think that it's necessary to have the context for the point that you're bringing up with replacing both coordinators. And I legitimately, I'm going to sit here and say this before I lead into this, I don't know for sure if this context means there's positive or negative results. But I just think that in some instances, if you're losing, if you're replacing coordinators because they left to go elsewhere, or if you're replacing coordinators because you needed a, a change up, a change of, of faces on the staff, you needed to reset what wasn't working. And I think that bringing in Enos and also in Williams, like I, I think that both of those guys are promising coaches especially Williams who is a little bit more of an up-and-comer to bring a a positive result you talked about all the defensive issues they have what better way to improve than bringing in a more of an up-and-coming younger guy to inject some blood into that situation Uh, coordinators has not changed them getting beaten man-to-man coverage okay fair fair I'm a little distracted, by the way. I, I know that they're going to uh, join us in a second. I, I pulled up Travis Williams, uh, his Wikipedia page. Apparently yeah, he, he, a, he has a short music career, uh, it says. Oh, really? He was a, he was a rapper for, for a very short period of time. Does he I have an album? I, the, here's the only sentence on it. Williams is also a musician and rapper. He has released many demos and songs, including the unofficial pop-up <laughs> song, of the Auburn football team, Tiger Walk. Oh, yeah, that's him? I guess. Well, maybe you can make an Arkansas rap song about our two new, our, our, our next guest. Okay. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think you it should, should start off with, I think it should start off like this. <laughs> Here comes Paul Skeens. He's going to pitch tomorrow. He has 
a lot of strikeouts. I don't know how I'm going to end this. But nevertheless, like I told you in the beginning of the show, LSU-Arkansas baseball tomorrow, 4.30, it goes down, Joseph. I hope you guys win. I hope, we go, I hope a good game for both sides. You sound like a grandmother. <laughs> I hope both teams win. I just hope they have fun. That's you all sound that like Travis and Jason Kelsey's mom wearing a split jersey. <laughs> all right. Yeah, because I can't fully admit I'm rooting for LSU. That's why. Oh, okay. Hot, hot, hot words. Let's bring in Jacob Lisbing and Porter. We'll talk to him next. Keep on this conversation of the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our good friends, though, over at betonline.ag. We're back next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back! Jacob Davis and Porter Hayes. What's up, dudes? How's, how's it going? Uh, Jacob, do you have headphones out there? Absolutely not. I'm not at home right now. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. All right, so the Hog Talk podcast is joining us. Guys, let me first off by saying Paul Schemes is in the, in the building tomorrow, live against the Hog. Y'all ready? We're always ready. How many Ks did he throw last time in the game y'all lost? Uh, well, that wasn't on him. But hey, who won? Who won? No, it wasn't. Are you sure? Yeah, the game went into extra innings. He went out in the ninth. Okay. Remember, Maybe I, say, I thought, he, I thought in, the, he in the tenth, y'all went bu- cuckoo for cocoa puffs, and then Saturday and Sunday, LSU almost run ruled you. Yeah, I was on vacation then, so I didn't remember everything. <laughs> Oh, you just so happened uh, to be on vacation. All right. Well, we're not here, even though it's going to be a really good game. Uh-oh. Joe, Joe's camera must have went out. But, guys, we were just talking about Arkansas, so I'm going to give you all the floor first. Um, look, yesterday or Monday, Joe and I were just discussing our SC West, and I got some pushback from a lot of people of having the Hogs in that middle tier group. Where am I wrong? Where am I right from what I was talking about on Monday? Where do you go? I, from what I was hearing, y'all talk before we come in, you know, there's a lot of talk about the, the OCs and replacing two fresh OCs in your DC. Enos right. has been here before. And I've talked with Jacob. Bila, or not, Bilama had Pittman and Enos, and they both kind of went off, done their own thing. They're back together now. And I think both of them have something to prove because they had things rolling before Bilama crapped the bed and, and started just, you know, getting an extension after a Texas six and five winning against a Texas that was six and five. And then he goes off on his being Brett Bielema show and he kind of went off the wagon on 
when it meant to be in a coach. So now you've got those guys back. Now you're looking at last year. It showed that there was a lot going on inside that room. We don't know the details, but there was definitely something going on. And then you got Browse. He had half his foot out the door on where he was going to go to State or was he going to go to Miami. He ended up at TCU. So how can you really fault the team in, in KJ in doing what he did with the OC that his foot's halfway out the door? Now you've got somebody coming in who knows how to run the program. So, yes, it is Enos's first year, but he is familiar with Pittman. They mesh. They've worked together. And then you bring in the D.C., like Joe said, up and coming. And all it takes is one little thing to get things rolling to where – and you look at how the schedule kind of sets up this, this upcoming year where you have three games before you go to LSU. It sets it up to where you can easily – Things go your way, you can have a good season. You know, I mean, that's the way I see it. You know, it, it can be done. Look, look what Pittman done in the nine and three year, nine and four year. I mean, things fell the way they fell, and they end up winning nine games. Look at last year; things didn't go their way. They go through the gauntlet. You lose to Liberty by two points. You lose to LSU by three points. You lose to Missouri by two points. Yes, if they win those games, does. Browse stay with Arkansas. Does Odom stay at Arkansas? And where are we at this year? I mean, they're all, we can go what if about any team, but those signs of with all the drama, they could have very well still won three of the, two of the three of those games and been looking at eight and four, eight and five season. Jacob, just to let you know, um, <clears throat> so when you came out with your post of the Hogs going eight and uh, eleven and one, so on our message board. We had 900, 800, 900, 980 something. Okay. Okay. I'm like messing up in my brain what I'm trying to say, but over 900 freaking comments on your post. You said the hogs were going 11 and one. Can you justify for me? Okay. This is like the third straight year I've actually done this where I just like troll everybody. But I did pick Arkansas. Just you admit it. <laughs> Look, man, I you know I, I trolled a bunch of Alabama fans last year when I said Drew Sanders over Will Anderson, you know. But listen, so there I did think of a scenario here. I did think Arkansas either like wins. I think they can win in Baton Rouge just because you have a senior quarterback, you have a, a outstanding first round talent at running back, you have an offensive line that I think is very much. Uh, are way more talented than uh, what you know what they have been in the past. They they lost a lot of seniors, but they're going to be young, and we know how a young offensive line looks. But they're under the uh, the guru Sam Pittman. You bring in three wide receivers from the transfer portal that that are rangy. Nobody, I mean, lightly recruited coming out of high school, but everybody wanted them coming out of the transfer portal. You got Isaiah Satania there. Uh, too, as a uh, redshirt freshman, a guy that's a speedster, a guy that's a track star. He showed off in the uh, in the spring game along with Sam Bakke, who was also a redshirt freshman. You look at the defense, the front seven, I think, are going to be able to cap- uh, are capable of rushing the passer, uh, being able to uh, to do a few more stunts and a few more uh, crazy things, be more physical, be more aggressive than they've uh, what they have been. Because I think they're going to be able to do that just because the back end of the defense has got to be better. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they were ranked 131st, and that that's a lot of the reason why 
Barry Odom was basically shown the door. Like he, I mean, I don't think it was more of him having to find a job, you know, compared to, uh, it was told. Yeah. To told to find a job. Yeah. So I think Arkansas, you look up and down the schedule, they start three and oh, you go into LSU and, you know, maybe you knock them off. That gives you a lot of momentum going into the, that next three game stretch where they're all road games. You got AM, you got Ole Miss, you got Alabama. You go three and one in that stretch with a one loss to Alabama, and Florida looks terrible. You look at the final four games with Auburn, FIU, Missouri, and uh, uh, Florida International. There's your 11 and one season. All right. Mind, do you mind if I fire back? Okay. Okay. So here's here was my logic, okay? I do see places defensively as an example, just not on paper, but actually like on the field where some guys got – where people got better. We lost Jacob there for a minute. I don't know. Uh, hopefully he joins us back. Um, there he is. Okay. So on – in reference to like what Ole Miss did, Pete Golding's a massive addition. They did go get bigger up front in their front seven. Arkansas loses some key pieces in that front seven. Drew Sanders is not replaceable, and it does it's not replaced on this roster right now, right? Like, I don't see where he's been replaced. You talk about the young offensive line. Now, Jacob, I know that you and I talked about this a lot in the offseason in reference to, look, Sam Pittman's going to have a good offensive line. But when I look at history and I look what's on the field, it's just hard for me to see where they've gotten better defensively, right? Like, I I don't know. So that was my pushback. If I just don't know if Travis Williams can come in there and and push them to a level that maybe they can get back to that 9-4, and maybe even 10-2 and range like they want to. That was my logic, I guess, y'all's rebuttal on that. Let let me point something out. Mm -hmm. Their first game, Arkansas's first game, is always that Texas A&M game. It's that swing game of how the season can go. Look what springboarded the 9-4 and four season. It was the win finally over Texas A&M. Okay, and this is nothing against LSU. We know the talent discrepancy between LSU and Arkansas. This isn't an LSU, this isn't an LSU well, thing. This I'm isn't- saying this year it is because who's the first SEC opponent that Arkansas plays? It's at LSU. You win three games. Arkansas always plays very good against LSU. If we go into LSU and get that win, because you look at last year, the doink field goal, then you turn around and play Alabama, get destroyed. You get destroyed by Mississippi State. There goes the free fall. Yeah, you bounce back and you got to get a win against BYU and Auburn. But Porter, is that is the question that I would ask, though, is I understand that if you win, but yeah. where did you get better? But I'm, that's what I'm getting at. If we play it, it to me, you there is talent, but a lot of it is you know it's luck. Things got to roll your way. Games got to roll your way. I think that they're going to get better by the coaching because you're going to have two coaches on both sides that are going. You're going to get the team bought in. I mean, they're already showing signs that teams are bought in. You've got enough. It's not. I want to say this. It's more of what you got back on offense. I think we can overcome you know, overcompensate what we might not lack on – because you are one-dimensional last year. You run the ball. You didn't have nobody yeah. to throw to last year. You do now. 
But what I'm setting up is if you get that win at LSU, you've got that dawning game against Texas A&M, that goes your way, you're sitting at 5-0. and I mean, you're halfway there. It could possibly to where we get to 9-10 wins if things fall the way they fall. See, okay. I agree with – I agree with Porter, the point that you made about the, the run game. Like the fact that KJ, and assuming that he's fully healthy, which I said earlier, and then Raheem Sanders is quite possibly second best, if not maybe one of the best running backs in the SEC right next to Quinchon Judkins. The guy runs really well, and your interior offensive line is fantastic. That's where you don't need to improve. You're already at an elite level with the quarterback and the running back position. I just think we're like, we're off on the same, not on the same page here. It's just, I think that trying to beat LSU is not like it's been in the past. This LSU's team is really freaking good. And I'm not just saying that to appease <laughs> Blake over here and make him feel good because he knows I, I shit talk LSU every chance that I get. And every goddamn day. I, I think that nine wins, and I said this earlier, like I think nine wins is very attainable. I just think that looking at LSU as one of those winnable games is going to be hard. You guys are going to beat Texas A&M. I really think that you will beat Texas A&M and run a lot of the rest of that SEC schedule that you have. And like BYU is a hundred percent a winnable game for y- for y'all in your non-conference schedule, but I think nine is the more attainable number here. I think that as we start to get past that, as Blake has brought up, the secondary issues are just too much of a question mark uh, for me, like it is for Blake. Jacob, what's up, man? So before I get off of here, because uh, my wife's calling me, but uh, hey, so yeah. <laughs> well, you better get out of here. And then and then act and then tell everybody you were like a hard ass. Be like, yeah, I told those those dudes, <laughs> told them off, you know. But go ahead, yeah. go ahead. So so yeah, the secondary's got to be better. And so losing Quincy McAdoo is probably going to be the uh, hard part to replace because once the uh, Nudie McLaughlin and and, and uh, uh, Quincy were together those last five games. The the pass defense was better. The the safety position's got to be better. You got to find two adequate guys because Slusher and Catalan are gone. Who who's there? I think Al Walcott is going to be the guy to watch out for. He slides over from Baylor. Is he going to be adequate enough safety to be able to to produce at a higher level? That is my only question. Is is he the only guy we got? And they've got to build up some depth behind there. I think they have two more spots in the transfer portal that they can add. That is my biggest issue here is if they can find a, a way to move and maybe cross-train the secondary uh, to, to play every position, I think that's the only way Arkansas's uh, defense is going to be any better than what it was in the past defense from a year ago. And, Jacob, that's why I put them going exactly where they were, mm-hmm. right? Like, what you said was the, just the reason, like, that's it. It's not because you can't attack them offensively. Where are you going to attack them offensively? But thank you, Jacob. Uh, but, Porter, I, I don't know. What, and here's another thing, and we've talked about this, or at least Joe and I talked about this on last on our last show. You're a K.J. Jefferson injury away, like last year, from arguably being the worst in the West. I totally agree. I totally so, agree. Wait, now that Hornsby's gone, who is that the next guy up? Chris will, you know, the guy that he's from Arkansas, went to North Carolina, and then he he ended up coming back. But here's another thing we got to think about. Odom didn't want to adjust. There there was no adjustments or anything when it comes to halftime. We know, let's keep on running this three front when you know good and well, you're letting everybody pick you apart. Well, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade on what happened 
you've got linebackers that are just beat up. You know, you're relying on your linebackers. You lose Catalan, Slusher. You know, your captain just, you know, injury doesn't come back. You know, that all plays into who are you going to lean on when it comes to a season. You got Chris Paul, Boo Paul right now this year. You've got a leader that someone can lean on. You didn't know who that was last year. That's a big part of when it comes to what they're going to do on defense. And you've got a coach that will, is at least willing to adjust. And everybody in the comments is saying, well, you know, Arkansas, and I'm not saying Arkansas is going to beat LSU. At coming off the Liberty loss, I mean, it was a 13-10 game. It wasn't like LSU blew at Arkansas. Yeah, but you still lost, though. Still lost. I mean, at, at some point. Game. That game is always a tough game. Yeah, but Porter, my, I think my point though is, is that at some point, like I, he, I'm saying eight wins. You know, I, that, you know that cousin that's always at at Christmas that you don't you you kind of like, but he's kind of always full of shit. Okay, <laughs> Arkansas is that cousin that's always kind of a little bit full of shit, and like, yeah, I'm doing this business deal, that business deal. I got this amount of money. That like they're always going around. And every single year, it's something new, okay? Oh, well, they they got this, this, and this. At what point does Sam Pittman have to prove it? Like, this is pro- I, this is I, I know that you went nine and four that one year, but defensively, I, I have massive questions. If you think that you can go into LSU and win, if you can think you can go against Alabama, and quite honestly, I'm just going to throw this out there, are you sure you can beat A&M? Because I saw where A&M got better on talent-wise. Well, and coming from an Arkansas perspective, are we even for sure that we could beat Missouri? I mean, we don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Tell me if I'm wrong. Porter, with all God's honest truth, they to return the most production in the East. Like, they're not a slouch, okay? So when, yeah. you, have, when you have dudes, and I look at this, okay, well, you're playing Missouri, and I'm like, uh, what? I mean, because – Blake Baker's defense, they're a t- they're a really damn good defense. They're they were a year away, and I think Eli can maybe get some things going. It just when it comes to me, look now, do they have this is the only kicker that I told Joe on the last show. If KJ, if KJ leads them there, all this is off. If he can if he can finally break out, all bets are off. Okay. Because he can lead you back to a place where you need to be because you run the ball too damn good. You can be the LSU from a year ago because you run the ball so damn good. And it's not like KJ was a bad passer either. He completed 68% of his passes. And and he had 20-plus touchdowns. So that's not a slouch in and of itself. I'm just saying when I look at it on paper – I can't see it, Porter, defensively. And that's that's fine that, you know, because there's nothing to prove off of because – how much they've lost. I mean, I mean, we can't sit here and predict what they're going to do on defense. That's why I'm bringing the offense into it because last year, KJ got hurt because he was, I mean, it was a one-dimensional offense. It was him run, him run, him bail out, him run. Even when he passed, look at that one, you know, one play last year where he passed and then he had bail out and then run 20 yards. I mean, he actually has targets to throw to, and I've told Jacob this, if people have to really start respecting Arkansas in the passing game and they have to respect the running game too, now they have to respect both aspects of your offense and they're going to score more points. 
Well, yeah, I think that the go ahead, Joe. Go well, ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say that I think that this offense is going to be a lot more well-rounded. I, I one thing, one guy that's not really brought up is that they added this receiver, Anthony Armstrong, who's from Texas A&M Commerce. I know that you know Blake's probably going to roll his eyes bringing up an FCS guy coming into coming into this program, but the dude was productive. Like the dude can move for a six foot five but, player. But Joe, and, but Joe and Porter, I don't mean this in a wrong way. It's going to get tilted to LSU. Didn't have a catch against Cy Alexander, though. Did he not? No. I, I watched the that. game fully. So, again, you have two FCS portal guys that transferred mm-hmm. to the SEC and arguably the best Southland Conference receiver a year ago got shut yeah, down by the LSU guy. Who's trying to throw him the football, though? Hold on. It's not just LSU. You have Bama that got better at corner. You, you have – Teams like Florida that went into the FCS and got some DB, it's got some dudes. They got better defensively in the secondary. So again, where is that playmaker on the outside too? I think it can be Armstrong, man. Like th- this is the closest thing that they they have from losing Traylon Burks. I'm not saying that he is. Who can ball now? I'm not saying he is, but I think he's got some potential. I mean, he's got some juice. Do y'all keep hearing my shoulder pop? No. Every time I like do like this, it's like. It's like it sounds like a damn machine gun. All right, Porter, last thing for you, bud. We're gonna well, you know what? I was gonna ask you to uh give us a um a record, but we're gonna bring you on before that anyway, before the season. So it's I kind of feel like it's a little wore out. How many what you think happens tomorrow baseball wise? LSU, Arkansas. Well, it's tough because I mean you gotta tip your cap both teams. I mean, both teams are are playing. I agree, man. Very well. And and this is where I'm going to give the edge to Arkansas is because – Oh, on Skeensy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because – Okay. You, you've got the coach of the year with what he's done in all the injuries they faced. You've got Diggs that is the most clutch hitter in the, the country right now. Um, Just what they've been able to do. And you've got the – you're a good pitcher, but we've also got a good closer in Wood. I mean, we got a lockdown closer that could come in, shut the door. I, I say Arkansas wins this 6-5. They would have done something that nobody's done all year, which I'm not saying it's not plausible, but Paul Skeens is a dude. I'm not, I won't go 5-6. I think it's a 3-2-ish type game, personally. Maybe 4-2 if both of these pitchers are going to do what I think that they're going to do. I, I think it's going to be a lot. I don't think these bats are going to be at now. You never know, man. It's Hoover. I mean, I, I, I've once seen Missouri take down Vandy, and it wasn't pretty. So, all right, Porter. Appreciate Tell them you. where they catch all your stuff, though. Yeah. Tell them where they can catch all your stuff. You can catch us at the Hog Talk on Twitter, Facebook. We got YouTube, Instagram, anywhere you can find us. We're there at the Hog Talk. I'm at Porter underscore HTPSC. And then at Jacob Scott Davis, we're on live every Sunday and Monday with two shows a week. Always good to come chop it on with y'all and, and talk some shit. Of course. Thanks, Porter. Anytime. Go Kim Mulkey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's Porter A's. Dude, they're great, man. They know their stuff, dude. Yeah. I, I Joe, just for me, man, just for me, like I said, I, I can't get past – like I can't get past, but you can say I, the defensive I, stuff, right? Is is that is that what you're gonna? Yeah, Joe, well, I get that. It, it, 
So how much better are they going to get defensively? And let me ask you this. Are they going to go from 131st in the country to in the in the 80s at minimum? Joe, they'd have to climb four. It would be a it would be a miracle. It would be a miracle for them to get better defensively in the secondary, man. And I'm not saying it's not possible. Well, let me let me counter this. I, I think that there's only one way, one direction to go for them for how bad they were well, last no year. Crap, the Joe, there's no other teams to go below than. They they're gonna be, they're gonna improve. It's just a matter of like how much of an improvement is necessary to get over that seven win margin. I they're gonna have to win some shootouts. Like that's that's what it's gonna take. They're gonna have to win some high scoring games. Or 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 they're just going to have to do what they tried to do last year and run the football. Right. Play defense by running the clock. Like that's exactly. their best, best way to accomplish and it doesn't that. Mean, and, that, and Joe, you know what that doesn't mean? That doesn't mean you go less miles slow or, 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 uh, well, I guess Brian Kelly was kind of slow when he was at Notre Dame. They would eat the clock a lot and they yeah. ran the ball and stuff like that, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. He didn't do <laughs> what he did not do in, uh, at LSU, they were wide ass open. It's like a, you know what, you know, what I just thought about when I said that. It's like when a girl breaks up with a dude, and you're the ex boyfriend, and she wouldn't do any of the things that she, you know she's yes. doing with the new boyfriend. The same exact. Th- oh, it's the same exact oh, concept. It feels so good to be the new boyfriend. That it, it feels so good. Yeah, but cheaters cheat. So you know, if if they cheat on, oh, he did. He hadn't cheated on at LSU yet. No, I'm not saying cheating. I'm saying that, like, you know, like if a girl cheats on you and she leaves for somebody else, you know, gets has eyes for someone else and goes elsewhere, don't be surprised if they don't have eyes for someone else down the road. Just saying. Which he's too old. Per- he's too. He's getting too old. Uh, what well, is he? He's like mid sixty. Is he sixty? Sixty-one. But here's another thing: Does the team come in and give LSU ninety million dollars guaranteed to buy him out? Does the NFL have to buy him out of his contract? Yes. Uh, I I would <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if some dumbass he NFL going, team he is not going anywhere. One national championship, Blake. One national championship. I bet that he gets that phone call. He got a phone call for the for the NFL when he was yeah. But even but but no, he won't do that. LSU. He won't. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why he won't do that. Because again, it like say if he goes anywhere in the NFL, which by mm-hmm. the way he confirmed to us okay that he he's not going there okay yeah chris, chris dropped not, a, a fantastic comment by the way no. i just have to what'd he say if you're laying it down right she ain't gone <laughs> oh god that might be the best comment we <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, God. <laughs> oh Chris H on the top rope. Oh, <laughs> if you're laying it down right, she ain't oh. gonna cheat, Joe. Oh man! Oh Woo. God! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's, that's amazing. Great. <laughs> All right, so let me end it with your thought here. Um, yeah, what's your record for Arkansas? Because we're not gonna get back to it. Uh, I I think that it's it's eight and four i'm seven and five i'm just a game below you and that that's why i don't think we me and you are that far off 
You know what that is? You know what yeah. that is? Let me tell you what it is because I got to run. You know yeah. what that is? Me saying that you don't beat Missouri at the end of the year. That's all that that is. Which it's, I don't think that's going to happen. And I, I also think that they beat A&M. We'll see what happens. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Don't forget if you're laying it down right. She ain't going to cheat. Later. Go to AYS now. We're coming.